Swung up, launched to left field deep. Fam going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And a miraculous comeback by the A's in the ninth is capped by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won the game. And the final is five to four. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And the number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Kent Korak and Chris Townsend with you after the Mariners, their first ever four-game sweep of the Oakland Athletics in Oakland. And, Kent, I've worked a lot of different sports in my career. I can't remember a more depressing (laughs) series I, and I've worked some bad. I've worked some horrible Raider games. I've worked some horrible, horrible Warriors. I can't remember a more deflating, depressing series than this. Yeah, it was rough, no doubt, and it's just kind of symbolic of the way things have gone this year between the A's and the Mariners, Chris. And you, you have one team I think that's brimming with confidence when they play the A's, and you know, and they've had whatever they're doing with their pitching, and they don't have a bunch of guys that throw 97, 98, but they have the A's number with their pitching staff. And that's something the A's just have not solved this year. That's been the biggest difference, I think. And that's the A's have, they've really struggled to score runs against this club this year. Yeah, you get Kikuchi out after three, and then they just throw a boatload of relievers at you. And during this nine-game winning streak for the Mariners over the A's, their bullpen has a 1.45 ERA during that streak. Yeah, and the A's, I think, had scored 18 runs in the first eight games of that streak. So, yeah, they're really good, and they bring guys in. And even Seawald, he's not a real hard thrower, but he, now Olsen solved him in the ninth. But, you know, they've, it's, 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 we knew this going in, Chris, that for the A's to hang in in the race, they were going to have to do some damage against the Mariners and the Astros. But then you look at the season series numbers, which showed that the A's had struggled against both those clubs, and those numbers held true during this series. Yeah, you think about going into the series, and we said, you know what? Bottom line, they need to win the series at least, at least take three out of four, and they're walking out of here not winning a game. No, you're right, no doubt. I mean, three out of four would have been, uh, you know, would have put the A's in decent shape. But we've also talked, and we did talk before the series, that the A's really had no margin for error. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was a. It was a really rough four days, for sure. And then you have the Houston Astros coming to town. Of course, the Astros are still playing for something as they, they want to lock it all up, and they would like to lock up best record in the American League. But you're also reminded of this, Chris, and that is that the A's normally have owned the second half. And so this kind of stuff's going to happen in sports. And for years, the A's were like the best team in baseball in the second half. And this was the time of the year when they flourished and they – you know, oftentimes they would blow teams away. And so it's one of those years where that didn't happen, but it's also a reminder of how great the A's have been in the past when they've been uh, confronted with these kinds of situations. Yeah, a a tough one. You know, it it is what it is. Go ahead and beat the traffic, and we'll see you tomorrow at the ballpark. (laughs) Okay, buddy. I mean, I'm deflated. I can't imagine how Bob Melvin feels. I can't imagine how the players feel. I'm serious. I've done a lot of bad teams in my life, unfortunately. You know, I wish I had a Tom Brady-like run and had a, had a ton of rings, but that's not the case. I was lucky to do the last two Warriors championships. 
But there's been a lot of bad, and this just feels, I can't remember feeling like this. You just lost four straight to the Seattle Mariners at home. You came back and you won five in a row. I don't care how many fans are in the stands. I don't care if we put the cardboard cutouts back out. You lost four in a row to the Mariners. You've lost nine straight to the Mariners. You've lost 12 of 15. You want to know how much they've been outscored, that 12 of 15 games? They've been outscored 42 to 24. It's unacceptable. This is your fight for the postseason? Getting swept at home in a four-game set? Like, really? All we have talked about with this team is how resilient they are. And they have been in the past. This year, down the stretch, not happening. And it's really hard to watch. I mean, it's depressing. The Mariners in their history had never swept a four-game set in Oakland. You just watched for four days Mariner history. And is this the best Mariner team of all time? Hell no. And they came in. When you said we have to win the series, we talked about even sweeping them for you don't win a game. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. I'm not happy. I know you're not going to be happy. We're taking your phone calls next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday, and in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. Ring Central is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's Ring Central time. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Communicate, collaborate, connect. This is A's Clubhouse. Seattle has won nine straight against the A's. And now you got the Astros coming in for three. Big night tomorrow night, firework night. Come on out. No one does fireworks better than the A's. But how how are you going to finish this homestand? The last homestand of the year. You've now lost four in a row. Let's go to Alan in Modesto. Alan, you lead us off here on the Ace Clubhouse Show. Yes, I'm to the breaking point where I've had it with teams beating the A's. A's should take a stand against teams like the Mariners, teams like the Astros, and anybody else. Tell them, this is our house. You're not going to push us around in our house. And if you do, we'll smack you right in the face. <laughs> I hear you. I, I hear your anger. I hear your passion. Is that all he had? Yeah, um, that's how it's going to be. 
you know, Ken Korak just said it. You know, this is a team that traditionally mans up in the second half, and they dominate the second half. And they're wilting. And it really is hard to believe. I mean, it was a magical moment today having Chris Bassett back on the mound, but you knew you were only going to get a couple innings from him. And boy, does one year to another totally change things. Jake Diekman last year, our good friend the Pitching Ninja, if you follow him on Twitter, he was always showing Jake Diekman all this crazy stuff. Not there this year. Year to year, you never know what you're getting with relievers. I mean, it's just the bottom line. And really, really tough to watch. As you needed you needed the type of outing for a guy to go out there and put up zeros, and next thing you know, the ball is flying out of the ballpark. And you wonder, like, how do you have that kind of stuff and get hit that hard? I mean, two home runs in an inning. I mean, we were talking about Jake Diekman being the closer at one point when Rosenthal went down. Jake Diekman has a 3.84 ERA. And who would have thought at some point we'd be talking about, thank God for Guerra. Let's go to Joe in Monterey. Joe, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, what's going on, Johnny? You know, um, I don't know no one, if anyone brought that up, but why did, why did Bassett only go three? He retired the, the nine in a row. He was at 47 pitches. We couldn't squeeze another inning or, or two if he was, like, real short. I know Bowmill talked about him not going to 80 pitches, but he only threw 47. And then once you put the bullpen in play, you know, it's – it's a crapshoot. You don't you don't know what you're going to get. Well, I, I hear what you're saying. And by the way, what he retired? He retired seven. He retired seven in a row. But you know, this is a guy that has a pitch. And if you can get three innings out of him, you're not going to keep trying to push him and, and get more innings and injure the guy. He's going to be a big part of your staff for years to come. So. I they already knew today it was going to be around 50 pitches and once he got to that point they're going to take him out. You're not going to you're not going to try and push a guy that hasn't been playing who's coming off facial surgery if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but I, when, when Bowman before the game he said 80 pitches and I go, you know, and then when he only threw 47 to 3 and then I said he wasn't he was you know, he was he was on his game. I, I don't know. I don't think it would have would have hurt to try to you know, maybe get him to sixty pitches. I mean, that wouldn't to me. That would have been that wouldn't have been something that would threaten his career. And then, uh, like I say though, once you got into the bullpen, uh, you know what? The whole, and and man, I looked at you. You know what the turning point was? Was that Lamont Wade home run against the Giants? From that point on, the bullpen just gave up home run after home run after home run. Uh, you know, and, and it's I'm not mad. I mean, it's frustrating, but you know. We've we I think we've gotten spoiled by by how well they played in the second half of the year and and this year it just didn't happen and uh, I, I think I talked to you uh, Sunday and you know we, they were going to have to step their game up with Seattle coming in and uh, and they really did they did I mean today they scored five runs but then before that they, they weren't scoring any runs they scored five runs in the in the previous three games so I mean yeah it was all solo it was all solo home runs I mean really the problem. Yeah. 
was in the sixth inning where Diekman is giving up these runs. And, you know, Bassett would have never made it to six anyway. So, really, the problem was in the sixth no. inning. Yeah. But, I mean, if you get if you get Seabass to four, maybe five, then, you know, then you go Ooh. to Guerra. And I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you're asking, I yeah, I'll be four. honest with you, you're asking a lot. If you're, if you're like, get Seabass yeah. through five, guys have thrown no. it over a month. Guy hasn't actually thrown in a game since what? Uh, the game in Chicago, which was August 17th or something like that. Uh, that, that yeah, if you're saying get, get me to five, that is a tall order. No, but, I mean, I think, I think four would have been reasonable, especially with the low pitch count. You know, because they, they, they say you want, you know, 15 pitches. But that's not why you five. lost. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. He comes out and throws the fourth inning. Well, you still got five innings. You got to cover with the bullpen. Not, yeah. not, not pitching Seabass into the fourth inning is not the reason why you lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, well, the bullpen going to the bullpen. Yeah, maybe an inning earlier might not it made, not have made a difference, but I don't know. It's just frustrating. No, I hear you. It's very frustrating. Thank you for the phone call. But it's not. Well, if 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 Chris Bassett pitched one more inning. This thing, I mean, you went into the ninth inning down two runs. Cap was going to pitch. Diekman was going to pitch. They gave it up. So whether they gave it up in the fifth or the sixth or the seventh, they gave it up. One more inning from Bassett, I mean, that's like, could you be right? I don't know. I mean, you can speculate anything, but. The fact of the matter is, in these type of games, when you don't have a starter go deep, you rely on a boatload of guys that have to be good. Like the Mariners, they went one, two, three, four, five. They had six relievers today. You wonder why the game was three hours and 16 minutes? They had six relievers. You normally are not going to win those games. The A's had what? One, two, three, four, five. You had 11 relievers in the game today. 11. This is not good for baseball, by the way. And I don't want to get on my high horse. This is not good baseball. This is not watchable. This is not fun. This doesn't flow. This is what baseball's got to get rid of. And I... I Whatever these metric guys and their data, and we can't let a guy go through the lineup the third time, fourth time, whatever, you're making the game boring. We're sitting around for hours watching reliever after reliever, and that's not fun. You want to know why the NFL's king? Because the NFL's throwing bombs. Guys are smacking each other. It's action. It's fun. What was this today? This was boring. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. Your phone call's next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. 
In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. Ring Central is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's Ring Central time. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Communicate, collaborate, connect. Driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university, we are a community. Find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. How about a second encore? The A's host their final fireworks show of the season on Friday, September 24th, following the A's matchup against the Houston Astros. After the game, fans are invited to sit on the field to enjoy a 90s and 2000s pop-themed fireworks show. Don't miss the last Friday game of the regular season. Kick off your weekend with a bang by purchasing your fireworks tickets at athletics.com. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. You know, I want you to think about this, and the number is 833-625-2278. You go to an NBA game, what are they doing? They're running up and down the floor, they're bombing threes, they're dunking, they're pointing into the stands, they're flexing. Even bad teams are doing it. You go to a hockey game. You got If you've never been to a hockey game in person, just the sound of the skates on the ice and the puck ripping all over the rink. Guys slamming each other in, into, in, into the plexiglass. Every once in a while, a fight breaks out and they're hammering pucks at the goalie. It's excitement. What did Jimmy Johnson, the Hall of Famer, say? Like every single play in the NFL is like a car wreck? It's excitement. What do we got going? Here comes the manager, and he's going to walk out, and he's going to call for the bullpen. And here comes some random dude out from the bullpen, and he takes the ball, and he's got his eight pitches, and he throws X amount of pitches, and here comes the manager again, and he's coming out. Oh, sometimes it's the pitching coach. I I wish I could be in New York for these meetings. Like, hey, you want to spice your game up? You got to change things up. Because going three hours and 16 minutes with 11 relievers, do you think that's pleasant to the eye? Do you think that's a lot of fun? Where's the fun? What young kid would want to sit there for three hours and 16 minutes to watch a manager have a trail go out to to the mound from the dugout and just see random guy after random guy? That's fun. See, the baseball people are like, I love this. You know, I love the matchups. I love... Doesn't work for the masses. I'm telling you, it doesn't work for the masses. And if you're in business, you want to reach the masses. Let's go to Vince in Lafayette. Vince, you are on the A's Clubhouse show. Yeah, um, I think the number one problem, and it's been very obvious, the A's, the bullpen just ran out of gas. So do the starters. I mean, you notice in the beginning of the season, even through the past the All Star, a little bit past. Our stars were going six, seven innings, mostly seven, 
and our bullpen was lights out. We know that our bullpen came in and was lights out. The last month, I mean, it didn't matter who you put out there. They didn't have anybody that you could rely on. It was just that bad. And you could have a seven-run lead, and they'd give it up. And and our starters, two of them are kind of rookies, so I think they ran out of gas too. They were going six, seven innings, and now they're lucky if they go five. And most likely can't even go three. So it, it's – it's one of those things, you know, if we didn't lose our, our closer for the year if we, or we signed a closer Hendricks like we should have done, I think they would have been in the, and we kept our shortstop, we probably would have been in the um, playoffs. But those were two mistakes. Now you have to look at it next season. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to look for a new closer. We're going to have to look for new bullpen help. But the big thing that my big concern now is, you know, I may go to one more game this weekend. I'm either going Friday or Saturday's game. But you know it, it's you know it's over now. You know this season's done. But the question I have, and I'm praying, and I know you don't know the answer yet for this, and we talked about it before. As I'm just hoping they stay. It just doesn't seem like very fair that Vegas all they have to do is build a stadium and they're set. When we have to build all this crap, you know, besides the stadium, I mean, it's just not fair. It's just really not fair. I mean, it's a lot cheaper to build a ballpark than it is to build all that other stuff. But and, and it seems like, I mean, I look at Vegas' new stadium at the Raiders. That's gorgeous. And I look how rich the Bay Area is. I mean, it's so much money in the Bay Area with all the, the, the tech companies and everything. And we can't build that Raiders stadium here. The 49ers got to play in Santa Clara, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, the Warriors owners built their own stadium. The Sharks kind of got, uh, that's actually a profitable stadium, one of the f- uh, few stadiums in the country they're actually made money on. It's very most teams are unprofitable, so I don't Shark, know. Hey, Sharks want a new building now. Are you kidding me? They just got that fixed up. They want a new building now. Yeah, I mean, I got here before I got to San Jose, and I've lived in San Jose my entire adult life. I got to San Jose before that thing was built. I watched it get built. Yeah, they, they want a new one. Everybody wants new, man. That's how, well, that's how this got, thing works. New, put a can of spray paint on it or something. Nah, they, they want a new one. It. Sharks want a new building now, so we'll see how that works. Thank you, Vince. Yeah, it's tough. Like, we talk about all the money in the Bay Area. Giants built their own ballpark. Warriors built their own ballpark. A lot of the money that was spent on Levi's was the Niners borrowing it. Yeah, we talk about all this money, but it's like, yeah, why is it? It's tough to build in California. We're on in Sacramento right now. Ask Kings fans how tough it is to build as they have Golden One, a beautiful arena up there. But Kings had one foot out the door. They were going to Seattle until they got saved. Good on you, Carmichael Dave, my friend. Um, Yeah. Look how tough it was to build in L.A. to get a new football stadium. The Clippers are building a new arena. Chargers couldn't get anything done. It took over two years of lawsuits to get Petco Park done in San Diego. You can go on and on and on how tough it is to build in California. You know where it's not tough to build? It's called Nevada. Every single time. So the last time I went down to Vegas was right when we didn't even realize COVID was just raging, right? So I just got off the East Coast trip. I did the big family trip with the kids where we went to D.C., then Philly, then New York. And then I came back, had a couple days, and then I went to Vegas. And, man, I remember going around Vegas going, that's a new hotel. 
That's a new building. That's because it's been a couple of years since I've been to Vegas. It's easy to build in Nevada, and and you guys do know, by the way, that their crews work twenty four seven, which would never happen in California. On the Raiders Stadium, there was always a crew working. You get off, new crew comes in. 24, and there might have been multiple ones. I'm not totally sure. I just know from talking to my old boss for the Raiders, there was always a crew working around the clock. How do you think they get those casinos and those hotels up so fast? Because they're working 24-7. You think that happens in California? Right field will. Right field will. You don't get enough attention. You're calling into the A's Clubhouse show. I got to call in you, bud. I haven't called all year. I got to talk to you a little bit about stuff uh, that our team is doing and not doing. Well, the last time we talked was at a San Jose Giant. Who were they playing that day? Uh, San Jose Giants was the good old Stockton Ports. Yes, that right. It was the Stockton. It, it seems like every single time I went, we saw the Fresno Grizzlies. Uh, I mean, you have to see a couple of good guys like Zach Veen, like a top prospect kind of deal, but uh, you don't have much of that in Stockton. So, yeah, you lucked out most of the time. How are you doing, right field, Will? Uh, not not thrilled, not happy. Uh, I I agree with what you were saying to a caller earlier. I still wish Bassett would have gone at least one more inning. I know why you couldn't, but I would have liked it. It seemed yeah. like the team was more fired up with him on the bump. So it's unfortunate what happened today. It's unfortunate what happened this whole dang series. But uh, baseball is cruel. But I'm hoping maybe during the offseason, maybe our owner could open up the pocketbooks a little bit, maybe get some flamethrower relievers so we don't have to watch uh, soft tossers give up a bunch of bombs and everything else like we talked about in San Jose. We need some flamethrowers. We need that in our bullpen. So I'm hoping that happens uh, during this upcoming offseason. You know, that was the one thing we were talking about at San Jose Muni. And, you know, so it was Commander Cody, Wright, Field, Will, and I were at the game and pounding some beers and watching a little minor league baseball. And didn't it seem, uh, Will, that, like, every guy that came out of – this is low A now. It seemed like every guy that came out of the San Jose Giants bullpen was throwing 98. There was 96 to almost 101 repeatedly while the ports were tossing up guys throwing – Maybe 92 to 95 tops. It was, I mean, it was frustrating all year announcing for them, doing PA and everything else. There was stuff, and it's tough watching the big league club almost having the same kind of soft tossing guys. You can't, in today's game, you almost can't do that anymore. These guys have seen soft tossing guys since they were in high school. You can't do that anymore, it seems like, in today's game. Yeah, these hitters now. I mean, all you had to do was watch the College World Series, and you watch the draft. And you got high school kids are throwing 97, 98, which is like, it, it, it blows my mind. Because back in the day, if you even threw in the 90s, you threw hard. And nowadays, the, 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 the evolution of the athlete, where they're faster, they're bigger, they're stronger, it happens in every sport. But especially in baseball, velocity has really changed. And all these kids are working with these instructors, and it's all about getting your body to be able to throw as hard as you possibly can. And, uh, you know, these hitters have adapted. These hitters from high school, whether they're going straight into the minor leagues or they're going straight into college, they're seeing, like, the Vanderbilt kids, their pitchers, they all 
Al Leiter's kid, that Kumar kid, they all throw hard. And so these hitters are adapting. So I think Josh Harrison said it best, Will, in one of the postgame shows where someone asked him about it, and he just said, hey, listen, everybody throws hard. We're just – you got to get used to it. Absolutely the case. But uh, last thing I'll say is they should just bring out San Jose, Chris Towns, and, and have you pitch, buddy. San Jose State, Chris Towns, and get knock some guys out there. That'd be great. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how horrible that would be? Thank you, Will. My last game was in 1995. <laughs> I remember, so I've thrown out the first pitch twice at an A's game. Both times, I was so sore the next day. It was unbelievable. But that brings me to this. Think about, think about what we're talking about. Why you don't want to play Tampa. You don't want to play Tampa because they're bullpen. And that is what's dominant in our game today. Remember the World Series heroes like Reggie Jackson? Reggie Jackson. The stars were the heroes. Now the heroes are a bunch of no-name guys coming out of the bullpen. How does baseball think this is good for the sport? The heroes are going to be long, lanky, hard-throwing dudes out of the bullpen in the World Series. That's what's king. Not the Reggie Jacksons of the world. That's just not right. Let's go to Greg and Slow. Greg, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Tony, what's cracking, brother? It's uh, Don Meredith. If you used to watch Monday Night Football, Don Meredith is starting to sing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – I, I, I don't know, man. It's it's over. There, there's, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, I, I think I have a little bit different take than a, a lot of the fans and, and probably yourself. Um, I didn't bring it up, uh, you know, the last couple times I've called. But, you know, when, when there was talks that the Bass was going to go today – at the back of my mind, I was thinking, like, you know what? And I, it might have been too early to make this declaration, but it ended up being true. I was almost like, you know what? This season's over. Just put Bass on the shelf. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the guy had his whole complete his face rebuilt, and I know he's tough, and I know he wants to go out there, and, and he's and, and and the A's still think they got a shot. They're not mathematically eliminated, so I get the whole bit behind him wanting to go. And I mean, kudos to him. He's tough as nails, but. You know, sometimes as managers and, and upper management goes, you just got to make that decision for the guy because I, I just I just think he shouldn't even have went today, to be completely honest with you. Number one, he's coming off major face surgery. Number two, you knew it was going to be a bullpen game. And newsflash, the A's bullpen is hot garbage. So, you, I mean, Kaeperlin did not look comfortable coming out of the, out of the pen. He just didn't. He, he, he was terrible. And then the rest of the guys, you know, same old, same old song, you know, Deekman and, you know, the whole bit. So not only are, are you, I don't want to say you were risking it because the doctors cleared Bassett. I get that. But, but just throwing him out there like that and knowing he's only going to give you three, maybe four at the most. And then, a, and then, and then the garbage bullpen is going to come in. It's just, it, it wasn't a recipe for success. And I didn't see a lot to gain by it because the season's over, put Bass on the shelf. And just, you know, just kind of look forward to next year. That was kind of my take. This takes me back to what I was discussing, Greg, is if I'm only going to get two to three innings out of him, which innings do I want? And my my, my theory was I rather have him in high leverage situations when I need outs late in the game versus you just throw him out there for a couple innings. And as you said, now you got to cover the whole game with the bullpen. I much rather had 
hey, Caprellian, go out there and start. And then Bass, you're coming in late, and you you, you could go eight nine seven eight nine. Um, yeah, whenever you you go these bullpen games, you're risking a lot. It takes one guy to be bad, and unfortunately, you had two guys that weren't great today, in Cap and also uh, Deekman. But that's the problem when you say to the bullpen, "Hey, you need to cover all these innings." It just takes one guy to not play well, and it ruins it. It ruins the theory. It ruins the results. Well, you know who was happy when they found out Bassett was starting was the Mariners because they're thinking like, let's just keep it close. You know, obviously this guy's an all-star. He's the ace. But the Mariners knew he was going to go more than three or four. So their whole game plan is just let's keep it close and get to that garbage bullpen. I mean, that's that that's got to be the theory with all these teams that play the A's. I mean, the book is out. I mean, there's like you said, there 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 there's. There's no secrets that the A's bullpen has just been the worst in baseball for months now. So if you're the Mariners hitters, you're like, yeah, let's grind, let's keep it close. You know, one nothing, two one, whatever. We get to that bullpen and ball game over. They they don't got anybody that can get anybody out. I mean, they're they're JV at best. So I just I didn't understand. You know, kind of the you know, I obviously don't know who made the final call. I'm sure it was discussed amongst upper management and Bob and, and and pitching coach, all that stuff. But I just didn't see the logic behind it. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's been the season in a nutshell. It's just this, the season hasn't really made much sense. I, I, I've, I'm of the opinion, and, and you know, it might, you might disagree. I think there's been a lot of bad decisions that have been made. You know, going back to, there was a Yankee game where Lazardo came in and blew it. I didn't like that. I mean, we get on the list of decisions that I've questioned all season long. But again, that's that's hindsight, and we're all armchair quarterbacks. I get that. Um, you know, I saw a really alarming stat, Townie, and I wanted to relay it to and get your take on it. Nobody strikes out more on fastballs than Matt Chapman. And there's an analytical stat. I don't know what the exact stat is, but when it comes to guys blowing high cheese fastballs, you know, the percentages, I mean, I think he's third in Major League Baseball in strikeouts. He kind of goes from one to two to three. But the stat that I saw that he cannot hit fastballs, I mean, if you're an A's front office guy, and we're all A's fans here, you know, obviously, that is very scary going forward because – you want to talk about a book being out. I mean, that is the book on Matt Chapman. He cannot handle fastballs. And going forward, man, he's going to have to put in a lot of work in this offseason. And like I said the last time I called, it's going to be a big year next year for Matt Chapman and the A's and what they're going to do with him. Because, you know, I know he's under team control for two more years, but when that final year comes up, you know, Scott Boris, what he's going to want. And the A's are going to be, you know, they're going to be put in a spot where, you know, I don't think they're going to pay Olsen and Chapman. I think it's going to be one or the other. And to me, it's a no-brainer. Olsen gets the money. You know, Chappie, you can take what you want. But if you want to shoot for the moon like Boris usually does, I hope the A's don't pay him. Not not some hundred and hundred fifty million rumors what, 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 that I'm hearing. What do, because... you, what, what do you think uh, his age is right now? Chapman's got to be 30. He's 28. So by the time contract time comes, he's going to be 30. Correct. And what do we know about baseball right now? When you're 30, you start going downhill. They don't like paying guys in their 30s. So I, you know, and thank you, Greg, for the phone call. I wonder how much, and I don't know if this is true. There's always rumors and speculation. The rumor is Matt Chapman was offered a over $100 million contract, and they turned it down. And now you, you, you followed up last year, hip surgery, with this season where you go, oh, there's home runs, but this is not the kind of year. This is his prime. 
This is it. You got them under control, and you're going to go to arbitration. But, you know, Scott Boris really think that you're going to get this guy over $200 million when he's in his 30s? Really? Good luck with that. The number is 833-625-2278. We continue with your phone calls. If you're listening on a radio station and they're leaving us, go to athletics.com slash cast or download the iHeartRadio app and you can listen there. A brutal four-game sweep as the A's lose 6-5 to Seattle to the Seattle Mariners. We continue with your phone calls next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, A's fans. Want to get away? Southwest Airlines has you covered. Southwest Airlines offers direct flights from Oakland to Hawaii, where you can catch some rays, ride the waves, or relax on the beach. Not a Rapid Rewards member? Sign up for free today to earn points when you fly. Learn more at Southwest.com. Southwest Airlines, an official partner of the Open Days. When you join SIA LTL Freight, you belong to something bigger from day one. Whether you live for the long haul, the city route, or working the docks, we have a job for you. Join the most elite team in the business. Best in class benefits, signing bonuses, and a first rate commitment to safety. To start your journey with us, go to workatsia.com. That's workatsia.com. G'day, mate. As an Australian, I'm a croc expert. Crikey, get him away from me. I mean Crocs, like the footwear. And as a croc expert, I have to say, I like foamies from Skechers bloody better. Because foamies have that stylish, trendy look, plus Skechers' world-famous comfort. All for a price that's down under the competition. Skechers is a comfort technology company, and foamies have comfort innovations your whole family will love. Foamies are ultra-lightweight, water-friendly footwear that are flexible and breathable. Perfect for kicking it by the pool, grilling on the barbie. Or comfy enough to go on a walkabout. Plus, only Foamies come with fits and features like ArchFit with podiatrist-certified support. And max cushioning that feels like you're walking on big, puffy marshmallows. And Foamies are perfect to keep you cool this summer or warm in the winter. Which is great because it's actually winter in Australia right now. Good on you, Skechers. So get yourself some machine-washable Foamies by Skechers and don't get bit by Crocs. He's a mean fella. Find foamies at Sketches.com, a Sketches store, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Swings and drives one. Dead center. Back is Kane. To the track. At the wall. Jumps. It is gone. Matt Olson turns around Josh Hader and walks off the Brewers in game one of a three-game series. You're listening to A's Cat. One pitch on the way. He swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch. And the A's have tied it up on a ninth inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotti. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. And the number is 833-625-2278. Let's go to Frank in Alameda. Frank, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Okay, Chris. Um, first of all, you are a blessing, Okay. Because after a day like today, I just got back from the game. And I said, I got to put on Chris because he's the only guy that can make me sit down and calm down. Okay? <laughs> so I, I want to thank you for that. You, you've kept me going. My but pleasure. I, I, um, um, I, I, I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to try to because I think we all need it right now. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, 
at the end of the day, one team is going to be happy, right? Whoever wins the World Series. So that's kind of how I look at it, you know. <laughs> um, the Astros may win. I mean, the Mariners are not going to make it. And you know what I want, Chris? My, my hope, and I can predict this, and, and I'm going to call you back after this happens, okay? My prediction is that the A's are going to knock the Mariners out of the World Car, wild card contention at home in Seattle, and I'm going to be happy. And you mark my words. That was, that's what we're going to do. Okay? You follow me? Yeah, I follow you. So, okay. so, so the, A's are, the A's are now turning into the spoilers. They're going to ruin. They have ruined our season. They have destroyed us. 12 and 4. That's ridiculous. Okay? That's, that's just crazy. And they cost us. We, we were sitting pretty. If we, had done, if we had played 500 ball against the Mariners, we'd be sitting in the, in the cat seat. Okay? The bird seat. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, in the driver's seat. All right? You do the math, right? Am I right? We, we split with the Mariners all season, like we did with the damn Rangers, which was ridiculous. I mean, we are 10 and 9. Um, we would be in, in, in good shape in the wild card. These guys destroyed our season, all right, in terms of our playoffs. And we're going to do that to them in Seattle, and that's going to taste good, okay? Now, let me try to make you laugh. I'm, all right. I, I have a conspiracy. Uh, I, 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 I need a laugh. Okay, I have a conspiracy theory, okay? Now, I talked to my wife. She's nuts. And she said, look, she went to the game. She said, what's happening is um, you, should, you should check with payroll. You should check with payroll. I said, what payroll? What are you talking about? Said, the Mariners payroll. And my wife believes that um, Bob Melvin is still getting paid by the Mariners. They screwed up in payroll. He's still getting paid. And he's going to get a bonus if the Mariners make the playoffs. And uh, that's a wild conspiracy theory. But sometimes I go, you know what? That kind of makes sense. I mean, he used to play, he used to coach the Mariners. Um, I, it's hard to explain how the hell, you know, we've done so poorly against them. And, and some of the moves today, I mean, and some of the moves during the Mariners series is inexplicable. Okay. Um, and so I think it's crazy what she's saying. But it's something to laugh at, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, but yeah, it is funny. <laughs> I mean that well, that that, that would be like the ultimate double dipping right there. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, listen. God bless you. Thanks for everything. You're doing a great job. Hey, thank you very much for the kind words. Yeah, I'm here for all of you. I am here for all of you. You know, I've I've probably never said this before. You know, there are certain callers in your career that you don't like and you just never say that publicly because, you know, you want to be nice to everybody. But I really don't like this next caller. I don't. He's not a friend. He's not somebody that I look forward to having to go to his hometown and I'm going to have to eat crow. But uh, Bitter Bill and Modesto joins us here, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan. Uh, Chris, what is that that you smell? Oh, they're cooking my steak. Medium rare. <laughs> See, I would think you're a well guy. You'd want your steak well done, like my kids. Oh, no, no. Medium medium rare. I want to see some blood on it. <laughs> you better not take me to some dump. I, 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 I better be going to a nice... Modesto has to have a nice steakhouse. Yeah, it's somewhere here. <laughs> it's got to be somewhere. 
But let's talk about attendance. Uh, 650,000 so far, you'll think we'll go to 700,000. I mean, I very much doubt it. I don't see more than 50,000 attending these next three games against Houston. Uh, 50,000 the next three games? Yes. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. 700,000, only Miami's worse. Well, Toronto's worse, but they played in Buffalo for 90%, 80% of the season. Yeah, Toronto, when it comes to the attendance game, you're right, Bitterbill. We've looked at it, and I've had these debates with people internally, and I'm like, you can't count Toronto. They're playing in – they're playing at their spring training facility, which is like an A-ball facility. Then they're playing in Buffalo, and now they're finally back home, and they've been very restricted when it comes to their attendance in Toronto. So if we're talking attendance in Major League Baseball, you really have to judge 29 teams and take the Blue Jays out. Yeah, and the only team that's worse is Miami. So uh, this kind of tells you it all about Oakland cannot stay in Oakland. Or the A's cannot stay in Oakland. They've got to move. Question, if they move, are you moving with them? Will you have A's cap? Still, would you still have the clubhouse? Yeah, I, I don't plan on being I don't plan on being fired. This is my okay. job. So uh yeah, I mean it is I mean, I lost my Raiders gig because of it, so I've already learned how that works. But yeah, it's not I I something that I haven't really thought about all that much. To be honest with you, because if, if it ever is to happen, that's years down the road. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously this is this is my love. This is my passion. And, you know, I, I, I didn't come join the A's because I was going to jump ship anytime soon. No, that's true. But, you know, it's just, you know every year it seems like we have to find a radio station for the A's. Some new radio stations every well, year. Well, I got to be honest with you; it's tough. It really, really is tough. It's, it's, and the future is Ace Cast. The future is not radio. Radio is dying as we know it. AM radio is dying as we know it. So it's, it's just, you know, at some point there's going to be a lot of de- there. There will be in my career there will be interesting decisions made about radio and cable. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that's a shame. But how about the, the A's and the way they draft? I think it's a very poor. No, I mean, you got Chapman. Chapman's probably overrated. Olsen, Murphy, that's about it. Who else have they drafted? And then one other thing, if you're Matt Olsen, put yourself in Matt Olsen's shoes. Would you want to sign a five-year, $60, $70, $80 million contract in Oakland? Or do you want to sign a six-year, $150 million in New York with the Yankees, knowing that you're always going to be competitive every year? That's something that, and thank you, Bitterbill, that's something that, you know, I brought up last night. And we're going to have some tough conversations in the offseason. I understand that. You know, if the deal is to get done in Oakland, This is what I need to see. I need to see the city and the team put pen to paper. Not on a non-binding, but on an actual deal that is binding. And then I need to see the county vote on it. 
Like, there's a lot of rumors about stuff, and I know the mayor was out in right field telling people stuff the other night. Until I see a piece of paper that's got Oakland and the Oakland A's on it, a binding contract, a binding legal document, and then the county's got to vote on it, once all that happens, okay, now what? And then you say Matt Olson. I, when this ballpark open, when's this ballpark going to open up if it happens in Oakland? 2027, 2028? You know how old Matt is going to be at that point? You know how old Matt Chapman will be at that point? There's going to be some interesting conversations this offseason. I think there is no question about it. Let's go to Eric in Sonora. Eric, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. All right. Hi, Chris. A uh, couple things. One, I've been an A's fan since 1970, so I've seen all the good, all the bad of this organization. So three topics. I'm um, looking at comments off air here. Um, one, Bob Delvin. I think we're lucky to have him. I'm not sure who else could have been in his spot and made us as competitive as we've been given our ownership for the last 10 years. Second, the roster definitely needs an overhaul, especially that bullpen. Um, probably my two keepers would be Matt Olson and Mariano if he can perform without being on the juice. Everybody else. Uh, I think as much as I don't like the Giants, they've got a roster full of guys that make contact and put the ball in play. Uh, maybe the A's need to look at something that uh, Farhan has, has done there. And the third thing is the ownership. That I think it would be helpful to, as much as the A's need a new stadium, I think they need new ownership. They need someone that will show the fans, hey, we'll do anything to win, kind of like the Haas family. You know, they keep going, Harrison, Marte, guys like that, keep Olsen, should have kept uh, uh, Marcus Simeon and Liam Hendricks. Uh, the, the, the A's will draw. They can draw in Oakland. It's been done in the past. Yeah, in the ballpark definitely would be beneficial and helpful. But I think ownership, ballpark, kind of got to go together there. And that's all I got for you today. Well, ownership is not changing. And I can't imagine if ownership was going to change and we're talking about a new ballpark, oh, my God. Like, how much longer is this going to be? I'll be honest with you. I want this ballpark to be opened up before I retire. I mean, you can't have any more setbacks. You can't have it. I mean, it, it's go time. I mean, what are we talking about? This has been going on forever. It's got to happen now or it's not going to happen. And everybody can give their opinion, but nobody out there who's giving opinion is paying for the stadium, is voting, is a part of the process. It's got to happen. The environmental report's coming out in October. Great. Now what? How do we get this thing going? How do we get shovels in the ground? Like, like, are we really talking about 2028? Seriously.
Do you know how long that is? Oh, my God. To stay at the Coliseum till the last season being, you know, because I know they wanted 2027. I've heard it could be 2028. Whatever. This stadium was built in 1966. It's done. The stadium had its day. The stadium itself, the building is done. And it's funny how, like, people are out there, oh, my God, you got to spend well over $100 million in payroll, and there's 4,000 people in the stands. I mean, what? what? I mean, in the end, folks, it's business. And you got to understand and stop talking about the 80s attendance in the Haas family. Do you know how long ago that was? How many of you weren't even alive listening right now? You weren't even alive. And the Haas family lost money. And they weren't spending the kind of money they're spending today. And the minute that the, the father died, they couldn't get rid of it fast enough. But you guys look at it like, you remember those days? Remember? And the attendance? And remember? Yeah, they were losing money for you. Wasn't smart business. And that's why once the father died, the kids sold it because it wasn't good business. But yet you keep bringing up the same old, tired talking points over and over again. I mean, it's funny. I, I had this conversation earlier today, and I don't even know if I should do this, but I've had so many people say the A's are not a small market team. They're in the Bay Area. They're not a small market team. I've had callers say that for years. I've heard people say that. And the minute they raise season ticket prices, people flip out. Folks, do you really think you're paying big market prices? You, you, you think you're paying what, what, what Yankee and Mets fans, Mets fans pay in New York? You think you're paying what Cubs fans pay? You think you're paying what Dodger fans pay? For tickets and for beers and hot dogs and merchandise and all that? Do you think? Like, you guys can call up and talk a big game, but you really want to pay big market? You think you're a big market team? You want to charge big market prices? You want to have the prices that the big boys have? Or you still want to have more Kansas City Royals prices? I know the answer to that. It's a two-way street. You can look at the owner all you want, but okay, big market team, let's charge what the Dodgers charge. Can you imagine what our fan base would do? They'd fl- they're flipping out right now, I guess. I've gotten people texting me that on Facebook, oh, my God, prices have gone up. You're still not paying big market prices. Can you imagine if you were? The number is 833-625-2278. We roll on with your phone calls right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. Ring Central is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's Ring Central time. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Communicate, collaborate, connect. Built to dominate the toughest of work days, Boot Barn now carries an expanded selection of Cody James Decimator work boots to support American workers in every trade. 
Made with durable full grain leather, a Goodyear welt construction for longevity, a Vibram outsole for grip, and zero gravity cyclone insoles for all day comfort, this is your heavy duty work boot. Dominating functionality, Cody James Decimator Boots, only at Boot Barn. You hear that? It's not just another sound effect. It's the sound of your life changing. Old phones are out. The Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G is in. The headlines and your hands. It's statement making, trend setting, world unfolding. Feed your feed with hands-free selfies, group shots, and videos. Flex for your followers with a look that gets looks and show everyone how to live this life. Get the new Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G at samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Is your career taking you where you want to go? With SIA LTL Freight's best-in-class benefits, signing bonuses, and competitive pay, it's easy to see why we have the longest tenure in the industry. So whether it's cross-country travel, being home nights and weekends, or working from the terminal, we've got a career for you. Drive your future forward. Visit workatsia.com. That's workatsia.com. Hey A's fans, summer is finally here, and that means home improvement projects. Still thinking about replacing your old windows? Consider beautiful, energy-efficient windows from Milgard. Let our team of experts help you turn your house into your dream home. Explore the door and window showrooms at Ashby Lumber in Berkeley and Concord today. Use code word A's fan and receive a special discount on your beautiful, energy-efficient windows and patio doors by Milgard at Ashby Lumber. Learn more at ashbylumber.com or visit our stores in Berkeley and Concord. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a great offer on a new Honda and be on your way to remote beach weekends, deep forest discoveries, and sunsets next to a campfire that you built yourself. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda CRV, Ridgeline, or the all-new 2022 Civic. Excludes Civic Type Bar. See dealer for financing details. Attorney Joe Cordell. New school, new job, new home. Change is hard and can leave you feeling isolated. And divorce delivers one of life's hardest blows. The relationships you counted on are suddenly gone. But you don't have to walk through this alone. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has guided men through the challenges of divorce. You're not alone. Call Cordell & Cordell. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell San Francisco area attorneys. 951 Mariners Island Boulevard, Suite 300, San Mateo, California, 94404. CordellCordell.com. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. As a pro, you know you need the right tools for the job. Shop the Just for Pros event at Lowe's now through September 24th to save on top tool brands and more. Up your power with the Bosch 18-volt cordless hammer drill kit, plus bonus laser distance measure only $149. And a DeWalt 16-piece bimetal reciprocating saw blade set, now only $22.98. Shop in-store and at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Vow through 924, U.S. only. A's fans, there is no better way to stay in touch with the A's and even our players than following us on social media. 
Just head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social for a full list of our social coverage from player accounts to Twitter handles and more. Now is the time to stay in touch. Head over to athletics.com slash social. That's athletics.com slash social today. This is A's Clubhouse. All righty, let's get back out to the phones. J.C. in Vallejo, welcome to the A's Clubhouse show. Uh, hey, Chris, first time caller, how are you doing? Good, where have you been? Uh, first time caller, just, uh, just listening all along, I guess. Uh, but um, I had, uh, I guess, um, uh, just one observation and one question while you, know, you guys are sort of uh, entertaining the off-season topics um, for today. Uh, really tough tough game one observation um before the all-star break and before we acquired these last three players it seems like the team was generally in a good spot uh pitching uh hitting um the players came in they added you know uh, a lot of good stuff um i'm curious about uh currently I, my understanding is the problem is the pitching and uh with uh, the new catcher that we have with Jan gomes i'm curious if you're able to see if there's any difference like how how much of an impact would a new catcher have? Um, and I could uh, just uh, take your answer off the off the line. Thanks, Chris. I think Jan Gomes has been two things. I think he's been great for the pitchers, and I think he's been great for Sean Murphy. Jan Gomes is a legit championship all-star catcher who has been around so long that he's able to help guys get better. A really good catcher is kind of like a a pitching coach. For instance, what Jan Gomes did for Lou Trevino was, Lou, you're going to be a closer. you got to have two pitches. You don't need four. You're not a starter anymore. So we don't need to have – we don't need to have a cutter slash slider. We don't need to have a curveball. What – Right now, your changeup is great. Fastball, let's go get him. And it got Lou Trevino back on track. Sean Murphy's too young for that right now. In the future, he will be that guy. But Jan Gomes has the ability as a veteran championship catcher, and we talked to Sean Doolittle about this, who was with him in Washington, the ability to go to pitchers and say, hey, do this. Because right now, these guys are all addicted to the technology. And every single time they get on a mound in the bullpen before the game, and they all just like to throw and experiment, they're being tracked. There's all this technology down there, and they're pitching to the technology. A guy like Jan Gomes goes, scratch that, my man. We need to get outs. And this is how we get outs. So, Jan Gomes, I I don't know what the future is for him, but to me, he's been a godsend. And I think he has really, really helped this pitching staff. There's no question about it. And he can hit. Let's pause for station identification right here on A's Cast. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. And Murph will end up being that guy. And I think Jan Gomes has been great for Murph. 
you know, you, you hand a young guy and you just say, hey, here you go. You're the guy. And Murph got beat up. I mean, it takes a while to learn how to do the craft. Catching, there's so much to catching. Remember, you're the only position everybody's looking at you and you're looking at everybody else. You got to study every pitcher. You got to study every hitter. You got to know what the hitter's weaknesses and strengths are. And how does that work with your pitcher? There's so much that goes in to being a catcher, especially in modern day baseball. It's not like yesteryear. We're just dealing with scouting reports. You got video. Now you got so much stuff. And I think Jan Gomes will be great long-term for Sean Murphy. Let's go to J.C. in Vallejo. Go ahead, J.C. I just took him. Uh, Robbie in Las Gatas. Go ahead, Robbie. Hey, hey Chris, man. Uh, yeah, good to hear your voice as always. Um, not surprising what went on today. Glad to see that Bassett, you know, returned. He looked pretty good, obviously. There is a future, obviously, as next year will roll around, but that's too far to look forward to. So one positive thing, I'm going to the game on Saturday. The A's are 6-3, and three, as I've only been able to go to that amount of games this year. I've just been busy with a second job. So I trust that they will win that game against the Astros on Saturday. So no matter what, I'm going to have fun uh, watching the A's. And then two uh, questions I've had for you, because I brought one up when I called a couple games ago for the first time. And one of them was about the treehouse. I think you mentioned it like a month or so ago. Um, is there a possibility you will still be able to announce or start off pregame stuff in the treehouse next year? We have not talked about that, but, man, if we can't be in the treehouse next year, the pandemic is really, really still bad amongst us. I, I'm really hoping I can be back. At, it's been sad. Two straight years I haven't gotten to see everybody. Uh, I feel horrible. It wasn't my decision. I just I really, really hope next year we're back in the treehouse and I can see everybody again. There you go. And then one question and then one little statement about the stadium. <laughs> So I saw you on uh, NBCSN, I think it was a post game, a, a little while back. Um, so can you get more, you know, opportunities to be on that? It was just really good hearing you and seeing you live. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I used to do that a ton, but now with my role uh, of doing all of the radio and all the streaming, it's very tough to do that. But I've got an idea. Just hold on. This offseason – I got some interesting things I think that are coming down the road that I think A's fans are really going to like, really, really enjoy. And um, you may be seeing more of me, just not listening to me, but more of me. But I'll have more information in the off season. <laughs> cool, man. Um, and then one quick thing, just because I have that little piece inside me that just needs to get rid of it. The stadium has been a, um, you know dragging on since forever, like you said a little while ago. I remember when they first were trying to get it in Fremont, right? The commissioner yeah. took like five years to make a decision. Stupid, you know, they, they finally made a decision against the A's. And then they were going to do it in San Jose. Again, it took like four to five years, and they said they claimed the Giants had the territorial right, which I don't understand. It's a business. You should be able to move, right? <laughs> so regardless, like this scenario has been going on for years now, um, it ain't going to happen. A caller called in, I think, the other night and said, you know what? We just need to move to Vegas. And kind of like the Raider thing, I've been a Raider season ticket holder ever since they moved back from L.A. years ago. Um, it was just a reminder. You just saw it coming. And it's not going to take seven, eight years to put the shovel in the dirt. If the A's made a decision along with the commissioner's approval already, 
Let's get it done in Vegas. No, I don't want to see it. Yes, I'll miss going to the games, though. Give me an opportunity to travel and go vacation a little bit. Get out and get around and go see my team in another, in another city. So at that, there's still hope. You know what? If they build a new stadium, I don't want to wait, you know, six, seven years. But it is what it is, right? Yes, there's no doubt about it. And thank you for the phone call. I mean, it's a reality. I mean, the bottom line is waiting and going through the motions that they have gone through for all these years, it's over. Something has to get done, and it has to get done now. If not, there's going to be change. And I know that is tough for people to hear, but you saw what the Warriors did. They didn't even negotiate with Oakland. They're like, we're out of here. Raiders, eh, and then all of a sudden Vegas came, and it was over. This is it. We're not going to be standing here next year at this time in September going, what do you think is going to happen for a new ballpark? That's not happening. I can guarantee, if there's anything that I can guarantee you today, is that we will not be doing this in September on the 23rd of next year. We will know the future. We're not going to be sitting here in September next year going, is Alameda County finally going to vote on it? What's the Oakland City Council going to do? How does the port feel about it? And how are they going to try and fight it? We're not going to be dealing with that. You're either in or you're out. That's just the way it works. Enough is enough. Business has to get done. I'm not speaking for the organization. I'm just saying as a fan, like, enough's enough. Where are we going here? What's going on? Like, how, how is this happening? It, you need to know. I, I say this all the time, and it's true. This is so above my pay grade, but I'm just saying as an A's fan, enough's enough. How many years are we going to go through this? We were just talking off the air like, my God, I want, I want the, wherever the new ballpark is, I want Ken Korak to be a part of it. But the more you keep pushing this thing out, what are we talking about? You start talking 2030? Like, really? I mean, it's crazy. Stuff has to get done, and it has to get done now. None of this, oh, hey, we're going to push it back to next February. February is what? February now becomes June. June becomes August. No. The time has come. Let's go. Coach, do you understand what I'm saying, Coach? It's time to make that decision. The, the time has come, and tell you what, you and I, let's go get a shovel, and let's just start working on it. I'm in. I'm not afraid of little hard labor. <laughs> let's do it. You know, you, you want the stadium before you retire. I retired this year. I want it while I'm still alive. You know, so i got to get this going. <laughs> so the... The thing on the attendance, I wasn't planning on talking attendance. There's been so many different topics. And I agree with almost all the callers except the last one about moving to Vegas. Heck no. A's belong in Oakland. 
that downtown stadium, that's a great deal for everyone, the city, the fans, the ownership. I mean, that really is a, a win-win-win if they can just, you know, like put the pen to paper, like you're saying. Now, but the A's did – they generally would outdraw the Giants before the Giants had the new stadium. I mean, it wasn't by a lot, a lot of years, but they generally did outdraw them. Coach, uh, so that, coach could, that's, the 80, well. that's the 80s, early okay. 90s. That's a long, 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 Pac Bell Park was opened in the 2000s. Oh, I know. They didn't outdraw them then, you know, because the Giants brought the new stadium. They were drawing 35 a game, Coach, 38. E- even, the the two, even the early 2000s is 20 years ago. Yeah, the A's drew very well then, too. You know, Where did everybody two- go? Well, you know – Every once in a while, you got to push it over the top and actually win a series, your World Series, or get there. You can't just get everyone all excited and happy, and then you know just keep falling, falling a little bit short. So hey man, I watched I, I watched the Warriors. Yeah. I watched the Warriors be under five hundred for years, and they would have people in the arena. That's true. Everybody I mean, can make true. every excuse in the world. Why are they not showing up? You can make every excuse. In the world, hell, I could own the team. What, what are we talking about? I mean, there's always an excuse why people don't draw, but yet well, I look at other yeah. sports. I, I don't care what the Sharks are going to look like. There's going to be eighteen thousand there every game. Yeah, I I think the business community makes a big difference in in those areas, and and I think that'll make a big difference for you know, the A's downtown, too, because you're going to, you know, the businesses, they buy the boxes. You know, the, the common people, that's why people are complaining about season ticket prices. I mean, the, the common people aren't buying the boxes. They're, they're buying, the, you know, the 5 and $10 tickets. And you, you have to accommodate both groups, really. You know, and the A's have always been a, a, a blue-collar team and blue-collar fans and, you know, players of, most of them actually like playing here. I mean, I know you hear a few that don't, and there's probably a few more that keep quiet. But the the fans do support the players, and they're very into the into the game. And you know, even Marte was saying that. I was surprised because attendance has been so low this year. He goes, "It's like exciting to play here." I don't think he said it this series, but he said it earlier this year. But anyway, I didn't really call on attendance. Um, Hey, uh, by the way, let I, me ask you a question. Do you know who owns the yeah. Sharks? Uh, no. It's this who German does? guy named Hasso Plattner who lives in Germany. Oh. oh, okay. He didn't even live here. Like, he's got a house. I know he's got a house at Court of All. He owns Court of All, the golf course, the resort. He's got a house yeah. there. The guy is in Germany the most of the time. So it's, like, funny when people talk about, oh, the owner – this guy doesn't even live in the country. <laughs> he doesn't even live in the country. You think Sharks fans care who the owner is? They don't care. They show up to the games. You know, and I, this will be counter what most fans think. Fisher's a little bit better than people give him credit for. You know, they really beat up on him. He's a little better than 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 the crowd gives him credit for because a lot of those owners are in their – this is a whole different era of owners. They they own the team, they boost the value, and then they sell it. And no one really makes money until you sell the the team. You know, you 
you don't have owners that make their money from the business, like Connie Mack, you know, or Charlie Finley or Bill Vec or Al Davis, Griffith, all these guys. I mean, but, but I mean, that was their family business kind of, yeah. you know, no one does that anymore. They, they buy the team at a huge price and then they boost the value and they sell it again. I mean, well, Jerry Jones, I guess he owns the team. I mean, he, he loves it, but he's boosted the value of his uh, He team. made his money in oil, yeah. though. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not how he makes his money. He still enjoys having his, his face out there and his name and everything. So it, it's, a, it's a different era. I, they, we, if well, yeah, 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 exactly, because like, like, I could just off the top of my head, you think of the, the Maras in New York who own the Giants. I think about the Hallis family that owns the Bears. You know, these people yeah. made a lot of money off their franchise. Yeah. Yeah, the Fords. I mean, I mean, they kind of sold those cars for a while. They were doing okay on the cars, I think. Yeah, it's know, not the Lions that made the Fords a lot of money. <laughs> no, no, it's not. They, they need to recall the Lions is what they probably need to do. <laughs> bad. You could have recalled them for like the last 50 years. They've been bad for a lot of years. Hey, Bo- Bobby Lane is not walking through that door. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. So um, the the game today, the one thing that, that jumped out of me, well, they, you know, one of the callers brought up, you know, that Chapman's been striking out a lot. Well, he's been striking out all years, all, the whole year on teams that throw him the high fastball. And then uh, I think it was the Yankees that started throwing him like curves and things, and he was hitting homers, and then he got on that little hot streak, and and then now they go back to throwing the high fastball, and you know he, he just can't hit it. You know he can't get around on it anymore. But that pitch that uh, that Deekman threw to uh, not the Hanniger, Hanniger hits everything that we throw, and that that was on the outside corner too. That wasn't right down the middle. The one that Torrens hit, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, it was, a, it was like 96 inside, and he just ripped it down the left field line. Yeah, yeah. You don't turn on a on an inside, high inside 97 unless you're looking for it. I mean, that, that's – and he did turn on that thing. You know, it was kind of like he was looking for it. So I don't know if they've scouted the A's really well, you know, and they uh, – and they, I don't know if that's a part of why they're they're beating us so bad because Deegan throws that pitch to a lot of guys and they don't usually hit it, you know. And and that guy just turned on that pitch. So I don't know if it's the scouting that Seattle's done so well. Of course, we walked uh, the lefty ahead of him. We seem to walk him the whole series. The center fielder, uh, uh, I don't know how, what's it, Klenick or something like that. Kelnick. Kelnick, yeah. Cole Irvin doesn't walk anyone. He walked the guy on four pitches twice. And, uh, you know, Deekman walked him, and the guy's hitting like 170. So I don't know what that was all about. But anyway, that's what I, it struck me on that pitch by Deekman. It's like, wow, I don't, that looked like a Houston Astro thing. Like they knew it was coming. I don't know how you turn on that pitch. And he's not, you know, a superstar either. He's just another guy, you know. So anyway, go A's. Let's get a new stadium. Yeah, I'm going to go get the shovel. So you let me know, and we'll just start on it. What are they going to do to it? Jail? Yeah, yeah, well, well, yeah. What are they? We're just going to start. <laughs> we'll start the infrastructure ourselves, Coach. We're saving them some money. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, the coach and I are going to build the stadium together. Let's go to Rob in San Jose. Rob, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, Johnny. Let's say two, two basic ideas. I want the A's to play with heart. And working on the, on their issues, just like I called last night. 
runners in scoring positions. You know, flip the coin at the beginning, or you just you, you take a handshake at the beginning of the game. We're going to try to beat you. That's all I care. I want them to we're, we're we're pitching deficient. We've had a lot of disasters, and we've had horrible tournament management. Period. That's my opinion. It was never early, or there was never a lot of baseball left. And then let's talk about the stadium. You have prime real estate there at Oakland Coliseum area. You know he's going to level that and put mixed-use housing along the bar quarter. And he's going to go to Vegas where he can get tax-free, pro bono built to maintain. Because you know when the NHL went there, they get pro bono built to maintain. You think all those young people were showing up at the party? They were just handing out comp tickets, and they had a great draft, and they were rolling everybody, and Vegas nights are great. Okay? This is tough because they also want to run high-speed rail there. And now if you improve Jack London Square and put this whole mixed use, like the first caller said, it's not fair that we have to build this whole affordable housing, which is not going to go to low-income people. It's going to go to tech workers coming in on an H-1B. And that's the trend. All this transit-based living is highly subsidized. Developers love it. It is the plan in California. And they also want to get this train built if they can. And if that doesn't even go, they still want these little victories because this is how the high taxes are confiscatory. On the single-family residences, they want to squeeze you out. They don't even want to zone them that much anymore. They want everybody going to stack and pack. You know, just every little parcel they get, they erect a stack and pack. BART was capped off, and then they put Warm Springs, and then they put Berryessa, and it's loaded with housing, and it's not for low-income people. It's affordable for those who sign up for a job and go there. And that's the agenda, okay? You can go to Vegas, get it built for free, tax-free, and you don't even have to work because they'll take care of their housing issues too, because down there it's even cheaper, right? And they'll try to funnel some people to go live there. I'll watch it on uh, on the TV, but I'm not going to Sin City with my kids. I don't want to travel there. I'm, you know, I just have near-death experience here. I'm like more a total teetotaler. I'm more straight-edged than ever before, and I want my kids not to go around to the strip bars and all that stuff down there and experience that life and start gambling. For me, that's not my that's not my religion. Okay, there you're in the Bay Area. You staged the Bay Area American League Theater here anywhere in San Jose. The territorial rights was was bogus. They could be somewhere along Fremont, somewhere along the Barcourt, exactly where they're at, or at that Howard Terminal thing. But it's a big project. You've got to put your own money up, and the taxes are high. And, you know, these are these business decisions. And we're not going to wait around until 20, till 28. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I can't even imagine. Like, when this thing... You know, I had this conversation. Thank you, Rob. I had this conversation the other day going, we're about to be in October. Alameda County hasn't voted. When are they going to vote? Is it it October? Is it November? Now, I'm not up on voting in politics. I'll be honest with you. But do they ever really vote during the holidays? Does this get pushed into 2022? Now we're in 2022 and we're still voting? Like, what are we talking about here? Urgency. Where is the urgency for everybody? I don't, I know the A's have urgency. And the mayor can show up to the ballpark and be saying whatever she wants to tell people out there. And I had people contact me going, hey, this is what she said. Well, She's a politician. Politicians tell people what they want to hear. I like Libby. We've had her on the program before. 
have a lot of respect for her, but we're almost in October. Season's over. We've got three more home games left. Then we're going to go on the road for six, and it's season over. I know we're mathematically still in it, but it's season over. Who's voting when? Where, where, where's the pen to paper? Let's go. I don't see the urgency. And it scares me. It really, really scares me. Where's the timelines? Where's the... I mean, other people have gotten it done. Why is this taking so long and why is it so hard? And people go, Chris, it's complicated. You've been dealing with this forever. I'm I'm telling you, it's about now. You don't have a long you don't have a long leash on this thing. You just don't. Major League Baseball wants to expand to 32 teams. They're running out of patience with Tampa and Oakland. It's just the truth. Has nothing to do with me. Has nothing to do with my opinion. This is not opinion. This is fact. Baseball's done with it. They want stuff decided. Because they want to expand. And expansion means a lot of money for the other teams. And expansion's good for the CBA. Because the CBA's up in December. This is adding new jobs. This is adding two minor league systems. This is good for baseball. This is good for the business of baseball. But they want it now. And if you're going to keep stalling and the you know the county doesn't vote, we don't know about the city, it's just like, I mean, how long do you think this is going to go? This is why the Warriors never wanted to deal with this. They just said, we're not dealing with it. The Raiders dealt with it a little bit, and then they were gone. Do you now see the process and how long and just, oh, it's just mind-blowing. This is why the Warriors never wanted to deal with this. They're the smart ones. And the Raiders are better off for what what they've done. There's no question about it. Are we going to get this done or not? That is the bottom line. All right, let's hear from Bob Melvin with the media after this loss. It started with Matt Kalahara. Hi, Bob. Um, You were... uh pretty, um, I mean, talk last night just sort of about the importance of this game um, and getting a win against this team. Where does this leave you, just this, this four-game sweep? Leads us to the next game. Obviously, it's an important one to try to, you know, turn back a team that went from two down, start the series to two above us now and some other teams to pass. So it was an important game for us. We just couldn't finish it off. You know, we had a Bassett gave us a good feeling, gave us three solid innings. You know, it was the middle innings today that that hurt us and uh, just couldn't, you know, put enough across. When you give up six, you score five, you end up getting beat. Unfortunately, that was the case. Hey, Bob. Um, I know you guys probably envisioned Chris going out there and, and doing his thing, but to see him actually do it with three scoreless like that, what was that like just to watch that? Yeah, it was great. I mean, everybody, everybody got, everybody got a charge out of that. And I thought we had a little different energy in our dugout today too, because of it. 
Um, so we knew he was only going to go 45 pitches, three innings is what we, you know, had envisioned for him. And that's basically exactly what he did. But, uh, you know, one hit struck out a bunch and did what he was doing before he uh, had to go on the IL. So it's impressive to see that he can come back and, and still compete at that type of level and perform that way. How would you just summarize this series as a whole? <laughs> Disappointing, very. You know, four-game sweeps are tough to do. You know, we're at home, too, and we have a lot to play for. You know, they got big hits when they had to. I mean, a team that doesn't score a ton of runs, and, you know, you'd think when you score five, you have a chance to win this game today. And they got some big hits, you know, out of some guys that aren't in the middle of their order, too. Um, what did you see from uh, from Deepman in, in his inning? You know, the pitch to Torrens, I didn't think it was a bad pitch. It was in the strike zone, but it was looked like it was the up corner box where he gets a lot of strikeouts. Uh, just looked like he opened up and got him. Pitch to Hanniger, you know, away, maybe a little bit higher than than normal. I mean, or maybe that he wanted. But, uh, you know, he's been pitching great up to this point. And, uh, you know, obviously two, two long balls got him right there. Like I said, the, the second one, though, was kind of a surprise on where the pitch was and was able to get to it and keep it fair. Um, and then you mentioned just obviously you guys having a lot to play for coming into this series. Um, did um, did what you see just from the the the, the play? Did, did it reflect that to you? Yeah, are, they, are you kidding? Yeah, they're trying. They're trying. When you lose, it doesn't look great. When you don't score runs, like you know the the games before, it doesn't look great. But you know, these guys were into it every inning. Uh. Maybe it's a little early for this because you don't know how he's going to come out of today's start. You know, three innings, 45 pitches is what you were looking for. Right. Do you have an idea maybe over maybe his next start or two, what you might see uh, in terms of extending him, maybe like four innings, 60 pitches or even more? You know, this is almost like a spring training thing where it's three and 45 and the next time is usually right around, you know, five, 60 somewhere, some, somewhere in that level, but we'll, we want, don't want to get ahead of our, ourselves. We want to make sure he feels good tomorrow and, uh, you know, proceed accordingly if he makes his next start. Boy, tomorrow will be very, very interesting. And we have a big show for you tomorrow. So it's now it's time to see what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. We've got an absolute packed show tomorrow. A's cast live at 4 o'clock. It's David Forst. It's going to be Bob Melvin. Kendall Graveman. That's right. Kendall Graveman, our old A's starter, now turned reliever, traded to the Houston Astros, will stop by. So a big show coming up at 4 o'clock. At 540, it'll be A's Total Access, presented by Francis Ford Coppola Winery. And then first pitch will be at 640. I know it's a tough one. Enjoy the rest of your night. I mean, I can't can't spin a a four-game sweep. First time the Mariners have ever swept the A's in Oakland in a four-game set. The Mariners have won nine straight versus Oakland. And the A's, they've lost four straight. Not good. 
But hopefully they can turn it around tomorrow against the Astros. We'll see everybody tomorrow right here on Ace Cast and the A's Radio Network at 4 o'clock. Enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. This is Chris Townsend for my favorite golf course in the Bay Area, Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Tucked in the beautiful hills of San Jose, Cinnabar Hills offers the finest 27 holes of championship golf in Silicon Valley. Come see the amazing new renovated clubhouse and restaurant, plus patio dining with the most breathtaking views. Cinnabar Hills is far more than a golf course. One of the premier places in the Bay Area to host weddings and any type of events. There's no golf experience like Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Go to CinnabarHills.com. That's CinnabarHills.com. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a new Honda and be on your way to desert treks, lakeside getaways, and mountain paths so remote you need an actual map. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Accord and 0% APR on the 2021 HRV or Pilot. See dealer for financing details. With Early Paycheck, you can get your direct deposit up to two days earlier. That's another reason banking with Capital One is the easiest decision ever. Even easier than deciding to open the biggest birthday gift first. Which one are you going to open first? The pony! Yep, even easier than that. Plus, with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is banking with Capital One even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. No fees or minimums on new consumer accounts. Capital One and a member FDIC. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Bradley going back at the track, right to the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. And the A's take a one nothing lead. On the run back is Cannon to the wall. Jumps at the wall. He's got it. A Joe Rudy-type catch against the wall. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast on your device for access to exclusive A's content, including pre- and post-game for every game. Lariano going back at the track right to the wall. He's there, and he makes a phenomenal catch. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's baseball. 